even people who start this process just to lose a few pounds, but feel pretty good at the start, report that they feel even better after the initial detox, noting that issues they'd come to accept as part of life, such as rashes, foot pain, or mental fog, have disappeared. People will say, I didn't realize that I really didn't feel that great, but now I feel better than I have in 20 years. In addition to feeling 20 years younger, many actually look 20 years younger. But I won't kid you. For many people, things may get worse before they get better. The first several days of your detox may be tumultuous, filled with emotional ups and downs and unpleasant experiences. You will see this reflected in the experiences of our detox panelists, including Jennifer, who endured a week of incapacitating fatigue and headaches before she began to emerge. An occasional person will experience transient worsening of chronic joint pain or migraine headaches. It will almost certainly disrupt the routine of your life. You may sleep longer. The dishes and dirty laundry may pile up. The family may be annoyed at your apparent malaise. Much of this is due to stopping the flow of the unique, only partially digestible proteins and grains, gliden and wheat, secolin and rye, hordine and barley, zine and corn, that yield the opiates that drive appetite. Yes, law-abiding, PTA card-holding mothers and fathers, housewives, teachers, and business people who consume grains are opiate addicts. Casts a whole new light on breakfast cereals with names like Crave, doesn't it? By stopping the flow of grains in your daily diet, you halt the flow of opiates. And an opiate withdrawal syndrome can result. Unfortunately, for the people who do experience it, there is no way to avoid this phenomenon. There are ways to make the process less unpleasant that we will discuss, but if you are destined to have it, you must go through this process in order to free yourself from the mind-gripping and appetite-magnifying effects of grain-derived opiates. View it as a necessary step to return to health, much as a drug addict must stop injecting or snorting a drug and endure the withdrawal process before life can start anew. It will be important to recognize withdrawal for what it is, and not mistake it for something else. You especially don't want to think, gee, my body must be telling me that I need grains. There is no intrinsic need for anything in grains, and there is no deficiency created by removing them, but there is everything to gain by removing them and enduring this withdrawal process. Of the ten detox volunteer panelists, by the way, all ten got to the finish. Now sobered by the experience of the withdrawal process, understanding that wheat and grains had been having such a profound effect on their bodies that the process of reversing it was necessary to reclaim control over their lives. Suzanne, 51 Jewelry Designer, Georgia My symptoms were joint pain, and they did get worse before they got better. I was very fatigued the first few days, but just took naps and headed to bed early.
Drinking more water was a huge help as well. The hardest part about giving up grains is realizing they are everywhere, hidden in everything we eat. Knowing what to look for if you stray from single-ingredient foods is so key. It's a new learning curve, but very empowering. The only reason to delay starting your 10-day transformation would be to choose a time without an impending period of high-pressure work or school deadlines or other stressful situations in order to better endure the withdrawal process. It will be especially difficult if, for instance, you have to work 16-hour days for an upcoming deadline while enduring the emotional roller coaster, mental fogginess, nausea, and fatigue of grain withdrawal. It's not much worse than having a bad case of the flu.